Yo, this shit looks crazy. Things are getting weird. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Things are getting weird. But all I know, all I know. Wake up, 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 wake it's absolutely astonishing how critical. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, Tucker, this is something I've been investigating for the last six months, and it's absolutely astonishing how critical race theory has pervaded every institution in the federal government. And what I've discovered is that critical race theory has become, in essence, the default ideology of the federal bureaucracy and is now being weaponized against the American people. I'd like to share three investigations that I've unleashed uh, that show the kind of depth of this critical race theory, occult indoctrination, uh, and the danger and destruction it can wreak. Uh, first, the Treasury Department. Uh, I broke the story on the Treasury Department, which held uh, a, a seminar uh, earlier this year uh, from a man named Howard Ross, uh, a diversity trainer who has billed the federal government more than $5 million over the past 15 years, uh, conducting seminars on critical race theory. Uh, and he told Treasury employees essentially that America was a fundamentally a white supremacist country, and I quote, virtually all white people uphold the system of racism and white superiority and was essentially denouncing the country and asking white employees at the Treasury Department and affiliated organizations uh, to accept their white privilege, uh, accept uh, their white uh, racial superiority, uh, and accept uh, essentially uh, all of the uh, baggage that comes uh, with this reducible essence of whiteness. Uh, second, uh, this is not by any means limited to the Treasury Department. Critical race theory has actually uh, now infiltrated uh, our criminal justice system. Uh, just this week, I released a story that the FBI is now holding weekly seminars on intersectionality, uh, which is a hard left academic theory uh, that reduces people to a network of racial, gender, and sexual orientation identities uh, that intersect in complex ways and determine whether you are an oppressor or oppressed. Uh, obviously, with the white straight male, such as FBI Director Christopher Wray, uh, being at the top of this pyramid of evil. And third, this is a major story. Uh, critical race theory is now uh, infiltrating into our scientific establishment. Uh, a few weeks ago, I released a story uh, that critical race theorists uh, at the Sandia National Laboratories, uh, which creates our nuclear weapons arsenal, uh, sent their white male executives on a three-day re-education camp uh, to deconstruct their white male culture uh, and actually force them to write letters of apology uh, to women and people of color. Uh, whistleblowers within Sandia National Laboratories have now spoken out, uh, but laboratory executives have dispatched counterintelligence teams uh, to quickly erase their communications, uh, silence, and shut them down. And this is really the bottom line. Uh, there are some great people in D.C., such as Senator Josh Hawley in Missouri, that are starting to push back. But conservatives need to wake up that this is an existential threat to the United States and the bureaucracy, even under the Trump administration, is now being weaponized against core traditional American values. And I'd like to make it explicit. Uh, the president of the White House, it's within their authority and power to immediately issue an executive order abolishing critical race theory trainings from the federal government. And I call on the president 
uh, to immediately issue this executive order and, and stamp out this destructive, divisive, pseudoscientific ideology at its root. Uh, and I think that it's something that he's denounced, uh, this kind of Black Lives Matter and neo-Marxist rhetoric in places like Portland and Seattle. Uh, but it's time to take action and destroy it within his own administration. The consequences of what you described are, are profound. I think we're seeing some of them now on our streets. But I want to get to the second example because it, it may be the most troubling of all, the Department of Justice. So the underlying idea behind our entire justice system is that all of us are treated equally under the laws of the United States. Your race, your gender, who you sleep with are irrelevant in the eyes of the law. How could the FBI, which is armed and empowered to uphold those laws, be disseminating lies like this, which are exactly contrary to their mission? I mean, how corrosive is that? How scary is that? It's extremely corrosive. And what we're seeing is that the institutions of the federal government, the actual bureaucracies and agencies and this kind of permanent administrative state has really abandoned the core American principles of equality under the law, of judging individuals as individuals on their merits. And they're now adapting this radical left ideology of judging people from their group identity. Uh, and it's absolutely terrifying that the FBI, which has uh, almost kind of plenary uh, physical authority in the United States, uh, would be adapting this ideology. And I think it's a red alert moment. And all Americans should be deeply uh, worried about their country. How is everybody doing today? Once again, I know it was a long intro. This is the Everything Under the Sun podcast. I believe it's episode number 23. This episode is strictly going to be on critical race theory. All right. It is November 9th, 2020. And I believe that this critical race theory is and will be the destruction of our country. Um, there's an old saying um, that a house divided is a house that falls. And critical race theory is one of the most divisive things in our country. and One of the most divisive ideologies you can have. And they are putting it and have been into our schools into our media, into our movies, into our magazines, into our professors as schools. I guess that counts as the same. Our military, our government, our bureaucratic government, the FBI, everything like what you just heard. Now, this critical race theory is pretty much teaches you that you are because of whatever skin color or whatever you your you know things about yourself that you cannot change you are inherently something so if you are white you are inherently racist you know if you are black you are inherently oppressed and it's just it's such a stupid malignant thought like process that it just disgusts me and i don't think a lot of people understand this or even know what's going on and when donald trump brought it up I don't think he even understood it really as well as he should have. Um, but Tucker definitely does. And that's why I like, that's why I put that part there. And that guy, um, his name, what is it? Uh, Chris Ruffa or Rufa, Chris Rufa um, did a lot of research into this. And he's the guy that's definitely like 
seeing all this stuff. That's the guy that was on the show that was talking earlier. And um, I wanted to get into it today. Um, here is a article, okay, about what critical race theory is and how it's gotten into there. This is from The Federalist, okay? And I'll read it for you. It's a little bit lengthy, but it's important, so I'm just going to do it. Um, Critical race theory is a classic communist divide-and-conquer tactic. Rather than serve help heal the nation, critical race theory has proven to be poisonous to liberty, true true community, and our common humanity. Of all the ways identity politics is used as a tool to sow hatred among people where there should be the potential for friendship, critical race theory is one of the gravest offenders. Every person of goodwill should know that judging people based on their physical characteristics is cruel and wrong. This is not the nature of critical race theory, however. Rather, the insidious ideology is being used to promote uh, estrangement rather than friendship and hostility rather than goodwill. Indeed, the tactics used by the the proponents of critical race theory share many parallels with old tactics used by the Bolsheviks. Now, as such federal employees and those who work for corporations that do business with the federal government sucked into the poisonous vortex of critical race theory can thank President Trump for ordering a stop to the uh, promulgation, I don't know this word really, but uh, promulgation of critical race theory. Uh, thanks should also be sent to scholar Christopher Rufo, whose diligence brought the critical race theory venom to the forefront of Trump's attention, and Russ Vaught, director of Office Administration or Office of Management and Budget, who is working to root out members of the administrative state who defy that order. It's important to remember that because very few of these activists have shown much sincere desire to end racism, Critical race theory should not be taken entirely uh, at face value. If a majority of its supporters were sincere, they would be willing to have a full, uh, fruitful discussion in civil society to, to support civil discourse. Rather, critical race theory's agitators are committed to tearing down civil society of the pretense that is an, an incubator for the systemic racism. They Full stop. Systemic racism, which is not a thing. In this country, and they believe because that there was at one point uh, slaves and that kind of thing in this country, which we got rid of. They believe that that is, you know, the country is all bad now because of one thing that happened. But actually, if you think about it, we are the people that ended racism across the country. So people should remember that. And across the world, you know, we ended a lot of racism across at least the Western, you know, societies. Um, and to go back to the paper, um, if you have any doubt about that, con- about that, consider the Smithsonian display on whiteness that condemned all elements of civil society, including politeness, hard work, self-reliance, logic, planning, and family cohesion. None of those are white values, but critical race theory frames them just so. So the sort of animus proves that the critical race theory arguments are non-starters and merely serve as a convenient pretext for power grabs. Full stop. Absolutely true. It's just a way to get power. And that's what all, a lot of this stuff is about. Even the, uh, not to get into it, but the election and the fraud and all that, that was just, a, it was a big power grab. And I think they did it so blatantly because they were so scared of all the investigations and getting found out of what they did. So now that Biden's in, he can hopefully, you know, crush those, you know, the Democrats, you know, for them, hopefully, and it won't come out. 
But, you know, that's why they were so bold. That's why, like, they were so, like, didn't just did it right in our faces. Um, back to the paper. Dows were critical race theory. The Black Lives Matter organization and its related Antifa-infused mobs are organized for the same purposes as all cult recruits, as all cult recruits, to recruit more people and to implement the desire to divide and conquer. The phenomenon can be seen as they surround people in vehicles or restaurants demanding their victims raise a fist and recite slogans on the intense intimidation and implications of violence. Indeed, agitators who deploy critical race theory have zero interest in ending racism. Instead, they've made essentially the same point over and over again. Racism is an unsolvable problem. If you've been tainted as white, there's nothing you could do about it. You are eternally racist, especially if you don't believe you are. Robin DiAngelo explains it in all her best-selling book, White Fragility, full stop, which is the most... White Fragility is one of the... the I'm trying to think of a good word. One of the books that have been written that maybe should be burned. <laughs> and I don't believe in book burning at all. But if there ever was a book to be burned, it'd be White Fragility. Um, back to the paper. Your only options in the cultist option... Submit to your critical race theory overlords, then recruit others to do the same. If, however, you're a black person who disagrees with all of us, well, then you ain't black, in the words of Joe Biden. As with all forms of identity politics and intersectionality, critical race theory stokes divisions between people who are few or none existed before. It's all about relational aggression and predatory alienation. Exactly. Just like cults do, man. They're just like a cult. Let's look at the perfect example of this process, a parallel case from the Soviet history. As peasant farmers tended to be overwhelmingly religious, traditional, and family-oriented, the Bolshevik government hated them with a fiery passion. Increasing the uh, acrimony further, the peasants resisted giving up their family-run uh, farms, a roadblock to Soviet leadership, desire to exercise complete control over the nation's food supply. Uh, to collectivize agriculture, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin devised a plan to stir up hostile among the peasants where resentments had never existed before, as would be the case later with Mao's Red Guard and today's racial statue-toppling Molotov cocktail-throwing radicals. The Soviets used mobs of youth to do the dirty work. Listen, full stop. That is exactly what is going on now with BLM and Tifa. All this stuff has been done before. If you don't know your history, you are bound to repeat it. You should study up on what happened with Russia and the gulags and the Bolsheviks and all this stuff and how communism comes to play in these countries. And it's always the same way. It always starts the same way and it always ends the same way in blood, death, hunger, starvation, and just the worst, you know, and the people get put on a list. They're already talking about putting Trump supporters on a list. Like it's all coming for tuition. So we need to be careful of this. This is not a scare tactic. It's just the way it is. Like, this is real. This is absolutely real. All right, back to the paper. The Communist Youth League, known as the Komsomol, Russian word, went into villages to propagandize and incite divisions, turning formerly peaceful neighbors against one another in his book, The Whisperer's Private Life in Stalin's Russia. Orlando Figs describes the situation. The villagers had never heard such propaganda in the past, and many were impressed by the long words used by the leaders of the Cosmosol. At these meetings, the villagers were told that they belonged to three mutually hostile classes. The poor peasants, who were the uh, allies of the proletariat, 
and the middle peasants who were neutral, and the rich are the Kulak peasants who were its enemies. The name of the peasants in these different classes were listed on a board outside the village school. The process is eerily similar to the way that critical race theory and all identity politics have been applied in America. You can see the same three divisions, victims, oppressors, and those who might save themselves by becoming allies of the victims. See what I'm saying? Full stop. See what I'm saying? It's all coming to fruition. It's all been done before. This is nothing new, you know, and the people that put the money behind this, you need to read into them. And a lot of them are staying in the shadows, but there's, if you read and you go into, don't go into Google because Google is very biased and they, they are not a fair platform. They are curators. You know what I mean? They put what they want you to see. Um, not what's most relevant. Uh, note the reference to the cosmosol using impressive long words today. Our miseducated youth are easily impressed by new terms like systematic racism, intersectionality, and white fragility. Finally, the wokesters, the wokesters. Hey, yo, we the wokesters. See, that's what I'm saying. When I when I made this show, and uh, my friend did the thing about the he's like you know you should do the wake up wake up i was like i didn't want to get it mixed up with the woke identity so like i had to make sure that people understood that it was a totally different but anyway back to the story those marked as oppressors doxing canceling them by name in a written list of names posted in the village today such work has helped along with big tech and media exactly the whole idea is to sow chaos where there was peace or at least progress it is to a person may have, fakes continued, these divisions were entirely generated by the Cosmosol. The villagers had no previous uh, conception of themselves in terms of social class. They had always thought of themselves as one peasant family, like we used to think of ourselves as one American nation. They then used those newly established identities to rub resentments raw in rules of radicals agitator Saul Alinsky described in the process. The organizer must first rub raw the resentments of the people of the community, fan the latest the latent hostilities of many people to point over overt expression and organizer must stir up this dissatisfaction and discontent, provide a channel into which people can angrily pour their frustrations, your function to agitate to the point of conflict. Yeah. Sorry. Like the way they have this written, the reason I can't read it correctly, or it's like kind of weird. It's like, it's all on different fonts and like in different colors. So it's like messing my eyes up. Um, But anyway, I'll let it start there. I'm going to go down a little bit. Um, this is almost the end. The saddest of all is how critical race theory exploits the tragedy of racial divisions in America. That is exactly what it does. It divides us. So it's, like I said in the beginning, a divided house will fall. And even in um, the art of war, um, it says, you know, to enemy, to take down your enemy, you need to divide them, you know, divide and conquer. It's one of the oldest sayings. The tra- uh, back to the story. The tragedy is thus reduced to nothing but a vehicle for a power grab by the elitist in the circles of academia, media, and big tech. Ironically, those power elites are the vastly and disproportionately white, dispro- disproportionately white, and that is funny. And in and it's in for their gain. So rather than serve as a bomb for healing, critical race theory has proven to be a poisonous to liberty, true community, and common humanity. Full stop. End of it. But yes, it's the rich elite that are using it. Why are they using it? To divide us. Do you know why? So we keep our eyes off of them and how rich they are getting off our backs and how they sold out our middle class. And Trump 
all right. Biden, people like Biden sold our middle class out to China to make money for themselves. That's why we lost all those factory jobs. And then we were told they could never come back. And then all of a sudden Trump gets put in office and look what happens. He makes all these decisions and he turns things around. He was a populist. All right. Republicans, I was never into them. Democrats, uh, you know, I like some of the Democrat stuff, but the only reason I even even looked at the Republicans was, was because of Trump. Now that, you know, he's out, I hope that Trumpism stays alive. And I hope that these Republicans don't revert back to their ways because if they do, we're done with them and we're going to call them out on it. All right. And we need a populist like Trump. And the fact that Biden got elected, it shows something that, like I said, we have kings and queens in this country. They might not be called that, but we do. We have these power families, right? Like Nancy Pelosi's family, you know, Chuck Schumer's families, um, you know, Lindsey Graham, you know, the Bushes, like there's the, the Clintons, there's all these families, you know, and they've been in power for a long time. And uh, they have all these special clubs. They have all these special meetings. There's a lot of stuff that we don't see behind the scenes. But what scares me is how affected people can be by the mass media. Like they really believe things just all face value. Like, oh, Trump is racist. Oh, really? When did he? Oh, he said that uh, there was good people on both sides. They cut that off and never showed the end of it. And that was it. And then even Joe Biden started his campaign off for a presidency this time with that, which is a goddamn lie. He started his presidency off with a freaking lie. It's just, you know, that part is irritating. But anyway, this is important to me, this critical race theory, and also big tech, because these two go, go hand in hand, because big tech is very good at spreading this stuff. And if you don't think the way that big tech wants you to, they censor you, okay? This is, all right, there's a book called 1984. I know you may have heard of it, but you need to read it because it is a calling card. It is a, a, a telling of the future if we let tech, big tech, become too powerful, which we already did, and I'm scared of that. That scares me. That's why I talk about it so much, and it is important. And this critical race theory really is. It is a venom. It, it, it will destroy us. It will destroy us. And the people that push it most, if you look, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, the most disgusting congresswoman we got in there, um, uh, Rashida Tlaib, like all these people, like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a feminist intersectionalist. It's just like, and the thing that the, the schools, the professors are teaching this shit, like you're supposed to teach how to think, not what to think. You know what I mean? And, and schools have changed a lot. And you don't need to go to college to have a good job. If you're smart, you can get around that. But they tell you, you know, oh, you got to do this. You got to go to college. You got to pay $200,000. You got to be in this. Or if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be, you know what I mean? There's some, there's some jobs that you must go to college for because that's the way the system runs. But, you know, there's other ways around that. But anyway... I really wanted to talk about the critical race theory and get deep into it and at least want people to understand what it is because we need to make sure that even though Joe Biden is president, that we keep this out of our government, our schools, everything, because this will be the end of us. And um, 
you know, China loves that we have this because China is a homogenous communist country where they're mostly all Chinese people. So they don't have problems like we have, you know, you know, actually they do have one. Um, it's they're called Uyghur Muslims and they actually have them in concentration camps. If you don't believe me, look it up. They harvest their organs. Okay. They have them in concentration camps, but nobody talks about it. How come? You know, I might even get censored for this, but luckily not a lot of people listen to me, or at least I'm not huge, that I will get banned for it. But saying that, you might get banned. You might get banned for saying George Soros, who funds a lot of this crazy Marxist racial bullshit. Another thing is that I wouldn't put it past the Democrats to work with China to have the coronavirus come to us and be spread out across the world just for them to gain power. Because the way they use the coronavirus to um, destroy small businesses, um, make bigger, big business, even bigger, was miraculous. And how come all the Democrat-run states stayed closed as the longest? Oh, you're going to say, oh, because they wanted people to be safe. No, they wanted a bad economy so Trump wouldn't get reelected. But they always had a backup plan, and that was going to be the election fraud. That's why they stopped counting at four in the morning. I'm not even going to get into election fraud because I'll just get annoyed. But anyway, uh, pedophile elect Joe Biden may be our president, but we still need to stay on top of this, and we still need to realize what's going on around us. Because if we don't, things like this will get in to our society, and this will be the end of us. That is what I'm saying. I'll say it over and over again. I truly believe that. And I'm going to end it there. Um, I hope you have a better understanding of what this is. And if you want, you know, go do some research on your own and look up what it is. And I think you will be very surprised because they kept this shit really hidden. They did and they didn't. But if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't have seen it. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Everything under the sun. Everything under the sun. Nobody mess up with sun. I got a couple of sons to come in the party and bust up your fun. That's it. Everything under the sun. Remember that. And I uh, got some more uh, interviews coming up, lined up. You guys will love them. So, everybody have a good day. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Those are getting weird. All I know, all I know. Wake up.